Hello, this is Mark Vines, and welcome to The Mark Vines Show, and I want to thank you for joining me today, and this is your one-stop shop for everything related to freedom, the Constitution, the American way, and frankly, just the right way to live your life. So if you live your life according to the principles that we talk about on this show, I think you're going to be doing just fine. Now, I wanted to share with all of you a segment that I did with Chris Coles. If you're not familiar with Chris Coles, and that's K-O-H-L-S, he has a YouTube channel. He also goes by the moniker Mr. Reagan and also a moniker known as Mr. Pagan. So check him out. Uh, Mr. Pagan is really funny, and uh, Mr. Reagan is very informative when it comes to politics and he had me back on his show we did a a youtube spot it is on youtube so please check that out and subscribe to chris's channel but in this segment we talked about the um the doj memo that came out recently signed by merrick garland and how that is being used to intimidate parents intimidate you when it comes to the education of your school children. And we talked about this memo and how uh, it was really inappropriate for Merrick Garland, the attorney in general, to put this out. And uh, we, we discussed this and we get into the details of my thoughts and my opinions on this this memo and how it applies to you. And it's a really good discussion. And I wanted to just share it with you guys. It is about 30 minutes long. and uh, But here it is. Without further ado, you can hear it for yourself. And I think that you're going to really enjoy this segment. But more importantly, I want you to uh, really just get something out of it. And before we start the segment, I do want to remind everyone that we do have Americans in Afghanistan suffering. They have been left behind. And please, please, please keep these people in your thoughts and prayers as we go forward. But here you are. Here's my discussion with Chris Coles, also known as Mr. Reagan. This, in my opinion, Chris... It, it was a message to the public. If you go to a school board meeting, we may be watching you. And you right. and there, there may be concert. It was meant to chill. This is a threat to the American yeah. people. In my opinion, yeah. Parents are now domestic terrorists. Mr. Reagan. Now, you've heard of inflation. You've probably heard of stagflation. But have you heard of shrinkflation? Yeah, shrinkflation. That is actually a thing. Now, this is where your candy bar or your burger or your orange juice gets smaller, but the price stays the same. It's sometimes difficult to notice these things because the packaging often remains the same size. But this happens all the time. It's happening everywhere right now. But the government insists that inflation is under control and that it's just temporary. But what do you think? Do you trust that this administration has anything under control? Exactly. But you know what? Noble Gold is ahead of the game here. They know that with a precious metals IRA, you can hedge against these rising prices that you can retire without worrying about it. You'll keep up with the inflation that the folks in Washington are trying to pretend doesn't exist. And this month, to thank you and to get your precious metals project off to a flying start, Noble Gold is giving away this five ounce solid silver America the Beautiful bullion coin with every qualifying IRA and 401 rollover. This one is the Idaho Wilderness. Fantastic company and in fact, Somebody wrote in the comments the other day, they wrote, uh, your Noble Gold advertisements are great. I invested with them and he's very happy. So that's great. If you want to invest too, go to noblegoldinvestments.com or call them at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So today on the show, I have the magnificent privilege to present to you a good friend of mine, former FBI agent, Mark Vines. Say hello, Mark. 
<laughs> That's quite the introduction, Chris. Well, you are you are a hero of mine. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen, if you haven't, well, I guess heard his podcast, The Mark Vine Show, I highly recommend looking that up. I will have a link in the description below as usual. But uh, Mark actually called me uh, a few days ago and he said, Chris, we've got to talk about this. This is insane. This is insane. And the reason is because, Mark, you used to actually greenlight investigations of domestic terrorists. Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. And let me let me just kind of clarify a little bit. Um, I, so I as an FBI agent, I actually worked domestic terrorism cases as an agent, you know, for many, many years. And then uh, I actually went to headquarters where I worked in the domestic terrorism operations unit. And a part of that, uh, one of the one of the many duties at the at the unit is any domestic terrorism case around the country has to go to that unit and has to get approval to to be opened because there are pretty strict guidelines. And we'll talk about some of those here in a minute on what is and what is not a domestic terrorism case, because what may surprise a lot of people is, Chris, that you might have in your mind. What, what you think is a domestic terrorism case, which actually may not be. It may be a case, maybe a criminal case, but it may not be a domestic terrorism case. And so the reason why I thought this was important to have this discussion today is I was absolutely appalled by Merrick Garland's um, uh, uh, letter that went out. And, and if you haven't seen that, I would uh, suggest that your listeners go ahead and Google the DOJ memo talking about school board meetings and what uh, what Mayor Garland w has been proposing or is, in fact, is ordering be done around the country because it's absolutely an abuse. And, and I wanted to set the record straight on that. Yeah. And, and your big concern was Merrick Garland specifically um, and his decision, his decision to label these parents uh, domestic terrorists simply for expressing a dissent from these school boards. Attorney General Merrick Garland has taken an extraordinary step of directing the FBI to monitor these debates, determining, according to his dictates, which protests cross the line from debate to, quote, intimidation and harassment. I notice your shirt. I'm a mom, not a domestic terrorist. And the reason why that's necessary is the DOJ is encouraging education officials to report parents they see as a threat to the FBI National Threat Operations Center. This is really authoritarian overreach. It's like something out of East Germany where the Stasi would do the same. Let's just talk about school boards, right? My issue is the fact that people protesting at school boards can't, are being targeted or their, the proposal is that they be targeted because let's just let's start from a high level and work down and see how this applies to uh, critical race theory and the school boards in general because see today the discussion is critical race theory tomorrow it may be another subject so CRT is just today's subject okay now let's talk about this let's start with what is a domestic terrorism case? Because a lot of people don't understand that. I mentioned earlier that you might say, hey, you know what, uh, Mark, I've got a neighbor over here that's that's spouting some um, white supremacist stuff, and he's a pretty bad guy. And I, I think, you know, he's the kind of guy that probably owns a lot of guns, and he goes to these crazy meetings every Tuesday night, and and I think that these guys are extremists. Okay, and you, you call up the FBI, and we say, okay, well, thank you for that information. All right, so you guys are going to open a case on that. Well, not necessarily. All right. Why would we open a case? Well, first of all, there's three. In order to be a domestic terrorism case, there's there's three distinct uh, prongs, if you will, uh, standards that need to be met. One, there has to be a crime. 
Let's start with that. One, there has to be a crime. We, we're not into bad ideology. A lot of people say stupid things and hurtful things and horrible things. I got news for people. It's not illegal to have stupid ideas or even racist ideas. It's not illegal, so you have to have a crime. The second thing is you need to be trying to further a social or political political agenda. So a crime, pushing a social political in, uh, agenda. And the third uh, prong is that um, – you need to be proposing the use of force or violence. Okay, so th that's critical. Crime, ideology, and the use of force or violence. If you do not meet those standards, you do not have a domestic terrorism case. You might have a federal case, but you don't have a DT case. So go over to criminal division, go to, to wherever. So why the difference? Why would you either A, go to criminal division or DTOU? The difference is if it's a terrorism case, there are all sorts of tools and techniques that the FBI can use in that case that would not necessarily be at the disposal of the agent in a straight criminal case. Additionally, we can actually have you put on a no-fly no list and not allow you to fly. We, we can restrict your movement in and out of the country or whether you fly around uh, the country on an airplane. That's a big deal, and that's a big, big distinction. Then we have to remember that we have federal, state, and local laws. What bothers me is it seems like the FBI is being used by the government to be involved in everything. Chris, if you go to your local school board meeting and you're protesting at that meeting, and let's say you get unruly. Let's say you get really loud and they'd say, hey, look, he's disorderly, the disorderly conduct, and we're going to arrest Chris. Okay, great. Well, we're going to do that. You're unruly. Is that the FBI that does that, or is that the Los Angeles police or the Los, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office? You know, the FBI, we don't do local. I, I'm not going to arrest Chris Coles uh, for disorderly conduct in a meeting. Okay, and if you are arrested, you're not going to end up on a no-fly list. You're not going to end up uh, – you're not going to have a federal case brought against you. And this is wholly bizarre. Now – one of the things that was discovered after 9-11 was that the FBI and other agencies did not have a clear path, reporting path. I mean, nobody was talking to one another. It was not effective. It was not efficient. Okay. So we went through uh, a very painful process, creating a process by which reporting could be done to the FBI efficiently. We established what's known as the Joint Terrorism Task Force. Every single division has a Joint Terrorism Task Force. On that, it's made up of agents. It's made up of military people. The, the CIA oftentimes has somebody assigned to it. Not always, but uh, sometimes. The State Department is there. Uh, and every agency, and any key agency in your area is going to have a representative on the JTTF. So the point being is that this whole exercise that Merrick Garland is going through uh, you know, I don't know where Merrick Garland's been, but this process that he's proposing in his memo was created over 20 years ago and has been working fine, which leads me to believe this, in my opinion, Chris, it, it was a message to the public. If you go to a school board meeting, we may be watching you and you right. and there, there may be concept. It was meant to chill. OK, because we don't need new processes. I don't need to go to the U.S. attorney's office to talk to them about processes at school board. They've got it figured out. And they this also is know. That, that, that if you're, you're in a school board meeting, that is a local issue, and the FBI has no business following that. This is a threat to the American yeah. people. In my opinion, yeah. So, <clears throat> the word terrorism, specifically, it's a very narrow definition, terrorism. 
It is. And it has to fulfill those three qualifications. That for, you for domestic mentioned. tourism. We're talking domestic tourism. International right. tourism is a little bit different, but we're talking. But this is targeting American citizens, so it would be domestic. So it's even more specific. It is very. There are very strict guidelines right. for that. That is why every case that, that any agent in the United States that wanted to open a domestic terrorism case had to come to us yeah. for approval. Not, not all cases are that way, but D- it, DT cases are. It seems like they have just done away with these qual- qualifications and just said, we're going to label something domestic ter- terrorism, basically, if we want to go after a particular group. If we don't like what they're saying, correct. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the safeguards were put in place. So we, the FBI, would not restore. We were, we were about, and we took this very seriously, Chris, when I was there. Yeah. We are not in the business of preventing you from speaking your mind. Right. We are in the business of preventing you from committing a crime. And by the way, that's an important distinction, too, that what we were looking at when, when we finally did charge you with something, we were charging you with a crime, mm-hmm. not for what you said, but the crime that you committed in doing that. It's a very important distinction. So it looks like the Biden DOJ, in coordination with the FBI, is specifically targeting political enemies, American citizens who they consider political enemies, and they are exploiting the domestic terrorist laws, the domestic terrorist uh, protocols in order to go after these Americans. This is a, a total abuse of power. This is what it looks like to me. It's what it looks like to me as well. I, when I read that memo, I remember when there was somebody that sent this to me. It was one of the local uh, talk show hosts here in D.C. sent me the article, and I was I was involved in a project, and I hadn't seen the news for a couple of days. And I had a reporter send this to me and say, hey, you know, what's, what's your opinion on this? And I looked at it, and at first I thought it was a joke. I thought, oh, this yeah. can't be real. This, this can't be real. And I read it, and, and of course, uh, when I turned on the news, that, that was the news for that, that couple of days. And uh, I was stunned. And I, I read it, and I, and I thought, this is exactly what we tried to prevent the whole time I was working there. So I don't know what's changed between now and then. Well, did you, um, uh, did you follow the news report about this guy, I think his name is Scott Smith, whose daughter was raped by a transgender boy in... Uh, I live in Fairfax County. Loudoun County is the next county over. That's actually right down the road from where I I live. Yes, horrible situation. Anti-trans rights protesters refused to leave after the school board unanimously declared an end to a rowdy public comment period. Sheriff's deputies detained two men. This man was released with a summons to court on a trespassing charge. Deputies charged the other man, Scott Smith of Leesburg, with obstruction of justice and disorderly conduct after he allegedly physically threatened another person at the meeting. Now, there, there's some kind of speculation that maybe this was the, the moment that the DOJ used uh, to try to impose this new policy. Um, but it's now turning out that this guy uh, who was arrested, who was tackled by police, was perfectly justified in being upset about what happened to his daughter. And it looks like the school board tried to cover up the rape of his daughter. Basically, my daughter was sexually assaulted at the end of school in May of last year. And um, I went there to find out why our children weren't safe. And the next thing I know, another parent activist, you know, approached my wife and started antagonizing her and 
then I tried to tell the lady what had happened to my daughter. And she looked me dead in the face and said, that's not what happened. And that just struck me like, how do you know what happened? You don't even know me. The next thing I know, I'm getting touched from all over the place. I didn't know who was touching me, who was grabbing me. I turn around, the police are grabbing me, and next thing I know, I'm tackled to the ground. The county sheriff's office announced last week that a teenager from Ashburn has been charged with sexual battery and abduction of a fellow student at Broad Run High School. Scott, you say this is the same boy who sexually assaulted your daughter. This is, in fact, the sexual predator that assaulted my daughter. We were under the impression from the prosecutor that this sexual predator was being held on in-house arrest with an ankle monitor. <sighs> I was told by everyone, our, my attorneys, the prosecuting attorney, friends of the family, people I don't even know, that if I wanted justice for my daughter, that I needed to keep my mouth quiet and not speak out. So you were supposed to when be I quiet. When I found out on Friday night. You were supposed to be quiet, not talk about this publicly. Correct. I was told that if I wanted justice for my daughter and wanted this case to have a finality and a possible conviction, that I you have every right to, to speak out. I'm sorry, Scott. Quiet. You have every right to speak out. You're a father of a of a daughter who was sexually assaulted by someone who you said I came into that bathroom is wearing a skirt. Okay, and then they're making you I, out to I, be a I, domestic I, terrorist at the Department of Justice. That's really scary. You know that our government is going to weaponize themselves against parents, and 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 they're using my video across the nation to spread fear. That's wrong. I'm not a bully. I'm not a racist. I love everyone. I love this country. All right. And Scott, I want better stuff for it. Yeah, well, we, uh, we all want people to have freedom to speak out and not be intimidated or branded terrorists, especially if they're concerned about their safety of their children in schools. Scott, we wish you all right. the best luck and your, your, your daughter, especially. We'll pray a special prayer for her tonight. That is the accusation. I don't know if a lawsuit has been filed yet, but um, he, if, Mr. Smith, if you're listening to this, I would highly recommend that you file a lawsuit. And by the way, uh, Chris, not only was his daughter raped, but after that incident, right. there's now um, the word here, at least in the Washington, D.C. area, is that a second girl was raped at another school because they transferred that kid to another school. And the accusation is that he he committed the same act again. Yeah, it's just, it's, tra it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, it's being reported in the national news, of course. But I would, uh, well, at least on Fox, I don't know about everywhere else. Um, but it, it appears if, if all of what we're talking about is right, if it turns out that, that that's all correct, it appears that for whatever reason, this school board has decided that it's more important that their political agenda of gender neutral bathrooms or putting trans boys into women's girls bathrooms or whatever is so important to them, so critical to them that they're willing to try to cover up or silence people who will potentially talk about the negative consequences of this. And this is a, a severe negative consequence. If all this is right, that what we're saying Um so this is pretty this is this is the way the left runs things, though. This seems to be their policy positions seem to be so critical to them, so important to them that they're willing to allow people to get raped, people to suffer, people to be silenced for the FBI to go after parents, which is 
I mean absurd. I'm, I'm going to do um, a parody video, which it's not a light subject, but I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do a comedy video about um, how, um, you know, we used to have the PLO, used to be a terrorist organization that the world had to deal with. Then right. it was the IRA. And uh, now it's the PTA. The PTA is now <laughs> the great terrorist threat in America. And, and so I'm going to be like, you know, if you know someone who wears jeans that they refer to as mom jeans, you maybe you know a terrorist. Like, you know, call the FBI today. You know, that's this kind of thing. So we're going to do a, a video soccer like game today. Drinking a latte and and, yes, uh, yes, yes. and she's she uh, and pointing her finger at a PTA meeting on on Wednesdays. Uh, <laughs> hey, but you know what, Chris? But I, I will tell you this. All all kidding aside, yeah. it, to me, this is just meant to to really chill the public. And what I'd say is, you and here in Virginia, there's only, there's two states that have an election coming up in. Uh, November. That's New Jersey and Virginia. New Jersey is is blue, obviously. Virginia has turned. Used to be a very conservative state. Has turned blue, but the tide is turning. We have Terry McAuliffe, who used to be the the money bag man for the Clinton camp. For the Clinton camp, it was governor here once. He's running again. But uh, Glenn Youngkin looks like uh, pretty good. He's at least neck and neck. Some polls actually have him ahead, and we've not had that in Virginia for a while. In Virginia for a while, and that says to me that you know people are really starting to push back. This stuff like what happened in Loudoun County is really pissing a lot of people off. And do not allow this to chill what you're doing. You, If you want to go to a school board meeting, go. Do not commit a crime. Do not commit a crime. No, I but mean, parents can be... voice heard. Yeah. yeah. Pa- parents can be bulldogs about their kids. And I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I've, I've heard some discussion about this and I've speculated about this myself. Um, and what you're saying totally supports it. I've said, look, you know, probably the single biggest... A voting block for Democrats is women, um, especially middle class women, women with children, mothers. And to for the FBI and the DOJ to say, you know, mothers, mothers are the new great domestic terrorist threat to America. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, just in terms of political strategy, this is insane. And um, yeah, I can imagine I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a big wave, but I assume there's going to be a significant number of mothers who are going to say, you know what? If the Democrat Party is going to list me as a domestic terrorist for standing up for my children, well, I have to I have to walk away. You know, I have to walk away from the Democrat Party. And if there was ever a time to to protest about poor decisions, it's right now. It yeah. really is. Yeah. If if you look at this now, let's step away a little bit and and go away from Mayor Garland. If you look at this administration, Chris, every decision, every decision in the last eight nine months. Right way, wrong way. Good idea, bad idea. We've gone with the bad idea. Mm-hmm. And, and something that kind of pisses me off is as we sit here and speak right now in this moment, we still have hundreds of Americans that are still in Afghanistan. And it's not even in the news anymore. And that's the sad thing about me, uh, about this, is I, I watch the news. I, I look in the weekends and people are watching football games and people are going to concerts. And, and I, I'm not disparaging that. I, I, I get that. We're going to live our lives. But we have Americans that are behind enemy lines being tortured right now. You know, what what in the world are we doing? We are still not doing anything about this. And it's not even in the news cycles. We've moved on. That is we have to stay engaged as a nation. Folks, if you're not involved, you're going to lose your freedoms. You're going to lose your freedoms. 
Well, at the end of the day, I think really that's what we're saying, isn't it? I mean, that's the point of this video. That's why you so desperately wanted to come on here and talk specifically about this issue is that our civil rights are being trampled on. The Constitution of the United States of America is being shredded. I mean, there is something called the Tenth Amendment, which says that anything that's not uh, authorized by the, you know, that the federal government is not authorized to do in terms of a law is not embedded in the Constitution. <clears throat> well, that's a law that goes, that, that's a policy that would be um, given to the states to decide, right, individually. That's what the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution says. And yet we have these mandates from Joe Biden that supposedly override any kind of state law, right? Well, this is wrong. This is actually not constitutional. And Texas has a right to say there shall be no mandates at, at, in any company in the state of Texas. <clears throat> and Jen Psaki is pushing against that and saying, oh, no, no, you know, Joe Biden put forth an executive order that said there's a mandate and therefore that overrides it. No, it doesn't. I mean, how can you be the spokesperson for the president and not know the Constitution of the United States. I mean, well, I think she, she probably she does, did. and she's I, just I lying. That. And she tried to invoke what's, what's known as the Supremacy Clause of the United yep. States. Uh, that's what she tried to impose that, and that's a misinterpretation of the Supremacy Clause. That That is not, the okay, uh, federal law will override, but this is not a law. This was not legislated. This this was, yep. you know, Joe Biden can't just put out an executive, executive orders order. are not laws. Right, exactly. It's, not, it's a different thing. So she tried to she tried to apply the supremacy clause of the United States where it does not apply. No. But people need to understand that. See, if you don't understand your own government and your own constitution, you're going to allow yeah. these people to bastardize it. You need yeah. to understand it in order to prevent and on, it. And on Twitter, right? Yeah, and on Twitter, I mean, you just get so many passionate leftists, and you know they've got that um, what what do they call it? the um, Dunning Kruger effect? I think it's called. Uh, where where people have a little bit of knowledge, <clears throat> you know, about something like politics, maybe, or the Constitution or something, and they <clears throat> they think that they're experts, you know, they really think they're experts, and so they'll come in with, like, guns blazing, like, this is, you know, you're an idiot, you don't know anything, ha, 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 I mean, they will, like, legitimately mock conservatives about things they're wrong about, and it's a little cringy, actually, watching a leftist try to explain something to a conservative and then laugh at them for, you know, laugh at the conservative for being ignorant. Oh, man, it's hard for me to read sometimes. But this is what you see. And, you know, that's exactly what I'm not sure if that's what happened with uh, Jen Psaki. I think she probably knows what the, the truth actually is about the Supremacy Clause, about the 10th Amendment. She probably knows all that stuff. She I think knows. That she's she's yeah. bet. But what, what the this administration is doing is but they're betting that you do not. That's, a, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, spot on. I mean, that you and I are, are on the same page there. Yeah, I think she's twisting it in a way that she knows is believable to a certain percent of the population. Um, it's just the way that the left is now, I mean, the, the Biden administration in particular, is really twisting everything about politics, government. I mean, they are really shredding the Constitution. One by one, these civil rights are being taken away. I can't help but to draw parallels between this and what happened on January 6th. You know, January 6th, this FBI sting operation in which clearly nobody was there to kidnap a congressman or to murder anybody. But this is what they're being accused of. They're being accused of this in the media. Uh, they're being, you know, this is how they're being talked about by Democrat politicians. And they're being locked up indefinitely for the crime of what? Trespassing? You raise a good point because we've been told 
that like if you talk to a liberal January 6th, we had this mob of people that went in and it was, you know, the horrible and people were being injured, which is not true. You've seen the video. People were just yeah, walking yeah, into the yeah. Capitol. Oftentimes uh, there were there were Capitol Police officers that were just letting them walk into the building. And so the narrative. So they just say it right. They just say it as though that is a fact that it's what happened. And in the Merrick Garland uh, memo, it starts off with with the uh, increase of. Uh, violent activities at school board meetings, and then you come back and you ask them, "Okay, y you say that there there's widespread violence at these at these school board meetings. C can you do me a favor? Can you give me an example of that?" And so the Smith case that you talked about earlier, they used that as an example when a he was not being unruly, and b b he wasn't he was there to to talk about his daughter and the alleged rape, not even about critical race theory. So they even got that wrong, right? His his issue was unrelated to the the issue that even drove why the memo came out in the first place. And so they get all of these facts wrong, and that's why it's important for your listeners and for all Americans, for that matter, dig into these stories. Dig into these stories because they, they don't make any sense. And I'm going to point out, I see over your right shoulder there, uh, a man named Ronald Reagan. He's right over your right shoulder there, and he said – uh, if you, if everybody remembers their history, he said you're but one generation away from lo losing your liberties, and he was absolutely correct. And if we're not careful, we are in that generation now. Well, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show. I think that is the best way to close it. Yeah, because uh, you know you, you are just absolutely right. It it does look like we're losing our civil civil liberties, and and the left is cheering it on. You know, Democrat voters, the hardcore ones, are cheering it on, which is just even more. Astonishing, really. Um, but I'm glad there are people like you who want to talk about this, who are knowledgeable about the inner workings of the federal government, and you're willing to come out and speak about it. There are very few, uh, you know, former agents from any of the various uh, agencies, departments that are willing to come out and talk about this stuff because, you know, there is, I think there is kind of like a, a sense of duty or code or loyalty to the, to the agencies. They don't want to make them look bad or whatever. Um, but the, the truth is we're heading down a very dark road and we need people to speak out and talk about this stuff. And so it's thank you again for coming on. Oh, hey, let me let me just say one final thing about that. And I want to be very clear about this, the, folks. This is the the FBI follows instructions from they work for the attorney general. Uh, there's hardworking agents out there. Don't take anything I say as being disparaging towards the agents that are out there working today. That's right. The, this is this is Merrick Garland. This is uh, him putting out this directive. He is telling the FBI to do these things. I really wish that Christopher Ray would step up and uh, push back on this kind of stuff, but that's that's for him to deal with. But I want to make it very, very clear. My issue right now is with Merrick Garland and not to the hardworking men and women that are out there every day. That is a very good point. Um, and I would like to say, if you would like to see a hilarious take on this, go to Mr. Pagan, my other YouTube channel right now, and watch that. Otherwise, if you want to learn more about the inner workings of the FBI, go to the Mark Vines podcast. A link is in the description below, and you will uh, be able to find it basically searching on any search engine. Mark Vines podcast, spelled just like you might imagine it would be. Um, <laughs> Mark, thanks again for coming on the show. We're going to have you on in the future, I'm sure. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember, it is not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they know so much that is not so. Good night. You know, someone very profoundly once said that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of liberalism. And what is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, so-called, is the one that says, less government, get off my back. 
get out of my pocket and let me have more control of my own destiny. Well, there you have it. That was my interview with Chris Coles, also known as Mr. Reagan. And I am sure that you got something out of that. And please share this segment with all of your friends, particularly your liberal friends, if you have any of them left. And just share it with everyone because we, folks, we are going to lose our freedoms if we're not careful. And we need to be very, very vigilant. That's something that Ronald Reagan warned us about consistently that we are just one generation away from losing our freedoms and we are slowly actually quite rapidly moving towards that right now so i hope you enjoyed that please share it with your friends spread this far and wide out there remember god bless america the united states constitution and freedom and liberty and folks once again Share my podcast with as many people as you can. And uh, remember, we're on Rumble. You can find us on Parlor, and also the dreaded, dreaded Facebook. So with that, folks, this is Mark Vines, and I will be talking with you soon.